Welcome to the Mark Narrations podcast, where we cover a whole wide range of Reddit-based stories. If you're new here, please consider subscribing to this podcast. And with that being said, let's get straight into today's episode. Much love, guys. What is up, guys? I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're covering some more r slash am I the butthole. If you'd like to skip the initial waffle timestamps are in the description below and along the timeline. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too, as it all really does help out our channel, and I really appreciate it. Yesterday, we had a new member on YouTube, someone who's gonna laugh at me for the way I pronounce their name, Neon Cat Nya. <laughs> I'm sorry if I absolutely butchered that, but thank you so, so much for becoming a member. It really does mean the world to me, and you can become a member too, either on YouTube or heading on over to Patreon and joining over there, but no pressure to do so. We're in tough times right now, so please look after yourselves first. And with that being said, let's get in to today's stories. Much love, guys. Our first story comes from Sweet Baby. Am I the arsehole for not forgiving my husband, 26 male, for a mistake and not trusting him with our child? Throwaway account. I, 24 female, gave birth to my daughter six months ago, and it should have been the happiest moment in my life. When my daughter was born, her skin was very dark and looked like she could have two biological parents who were of African descent. My husband Jim, 26 male, fake name, was furious and accused me of cheating and left right then and there. He told everyone on both sides of the family what happened, made posts on social media and wanted a divorce. His family and a lot of our friends all called to say how upset they were at me and called me really nasty names. My mother was by my side the entire time and I kept professing my innocence. Jim refused to pick me up from the hospital, threw my stuff out on the lawn and changed the locks, so I had to stay with my parents. When my sister called to ask for the baby stuff, Jim texted me pictures of the bare nursery room and said he got rid of everything. He even destroyed my art studio. I like to paint and the art I made and told me my work would be too awful to sell. I was distraught and tried to focus on my baby. Weeks went by and Jim refused to speak to me directly and has never once asked about our child. Eventually he agreed to do a paternity and he was 100% the father. No one could believe the results and it was done again. Jim's the dad. Around the same time, one of Jim's cousins did the ancestry thing and there was around a 30% of African ancestry in the family. This combined with a test, Jim's paternal great-grandmother admitted to have an affair around the time Jim's grandfather was born and because he could pass, she just assumed her husband was the father. Since then, Jim has been reaching out and everyone has come to apologise and while it did feel good to feel vindicated, the damage has been done. I can't unhear or unsee all the horrible things that were said and done. Not just to me, but to my child as well. Jim made some very racist remarks. Things that I thought he'd never say, and he did so easily. Regardless of what our daughter looks like, I don't want her to be around that. What else will Jim and his family say or do next time they get mad? How are they going to treat our daughter when she does something that upsets them? Jim has been begging for forgiveness. I said I needed time. He has to see the baby, and I let him, but I'm too afraid to physically hand her to him. He's repairing the nursery and keeps asking me what I would like and I cry every time saying we already had what I liked and some of the items that we had can't be replaced. He asked me if I still loved him and I admitted that he showed me his worst self and I don't know if I could live with that image. I didn't mean to be hurtful but it's how I feel. My sister suggested couples therapy but I don't feel like I should have to work to fix something that I didn't break. I've never cheated and I've been 100% innocent in all of this as a whole. Am I the arsehole for not wanting to give Jim a second chance? Update 1. 
I stepped away for a few hours and couldn't believe what I came back to. I am truly amazed by all the wonderful comments of support as well as the private messages. I also understand why some people may think this is fake and all I can say is you're free to believe what you want in this. I also see some questions that I think I should clarify a few things just in case your judgement may change. Number 1. All of this initially happened at the near February and I was already settled at my parents house before the pandemic hit. 2. One of the reasons Jim wouldn't pick me up from the hospital was because I wouldn't admit to cheating or give him any details because there weren't any which made him angrier. 3. Based on the pictures Jim sent me, he didn't take a sledgehammer to the crib or anything, he just took the stuff down to either return it for the money or gave it away. While deeply hurtful, I wouldn't call it violent, but maybe it is. 4. Online, he announced that I pushed out a dark-skinned baby and he was going to divorce me. His family started with racial comments and eventually he started doing it too, but only through my family. He refused to speak to me directly. 5. Once the truth came out, everything he and his family post were all taken down, but I and a few friends still have the screenshots. Jim never wrote down his racial remarks. 6. While he didn't say any of the racist words, he did make comments about our daughter being a welfare princess and how I was going to be just another baby mama. 7. Just to clarify, Jim is white and I am at least half white. One of my parents is adopted and with everything that's happened they decided to do the ancestry thing too and we should be getting the results any day now. Wow, what a story to start off on. Now I don't know too much about this subject. I've heard of, I've certainly heard of like, I've heard of like white couples having like black babies and the opposite way around as well. Black couples having white babies. I've certainly heard of this before. I'm not sure if it has a name or anything like that. I'm not too educated on it. I've never really looked into it too deeply. And I can certainly understand why the father be sort of stood there while this is happening going, uh? <laughs> I think it would certainly be something that would make me pause for a second and think, hmm. But at the same time, I don't think I would act that way immediately and go, no, fuck this, and then go home and chuck all the stuff out and destroy everything. I think that was way too much. And the way everything was dealt with afterwards, the racist remarks, social media posting, like public shaming her, it's just not on. I don't know why people go to this straight away without talking first. You know, your wife is innocent in this. It says in the post she's never shown any inkling of being a bad person or cheating or anything like that. So for him to react the way he did is just out of order. But let's have a look at the comments below and possibly get some education. Rose Scarlet says, not the arsehole, and quotes a section and says this, when people show you their true colors, believe them. Regardless of who was right or wrong, he handled the situation horribly. If he really loved you or was a good person, he would have just asked for a paternity test from the beginning. Instead, he destroyed your things, etc. This makes it very clear how he and his family will react to situations. I'd stay away and not forgive him. Good luck. Boom Button says, not the arsehole, get a divorce lawyer and speak with a domestic violence counsellor. Trashing your shit is domestic abuse, no matter how good a reason Jim thought he had. Don't go to couples therapy unless the lawyer says it will help in maximising your custody of the baby. And Gillian Seed says, you know what is forgivable, his initial thought that a child was likely not his. I think we can all agree it would be disconcerting to have two Caucasian parents produce what looks like a non-Caucasian baby. You know what is potentially unforgivable? Everything he did after that. He could have easily told you to stay somewhere else, or he could have stayed somewhere else until you got the necessary paternity. The shouting, the social media, throwing clothes out, that's up to you to figure out if you can forgive it or not. Not the arsehole if you decide you can't. I will say though, regardless if you stay with him, regardless if you forgive or not, you should allow him to start bonding with the baby because it's his child too. 
That's not forgiving or forgetting. It's just making sure the baby has a chance to bond with her father. Grimm's Nismal says, and replies to this saying, he trashed her to everyone, destroyed her things, and went on a racist rant about his own baby. That child will be a lot better off without that influence in her life. Take it from someone forced as a child to be around hateful family members. Now, I turn it to you guys. What do you guys think of this story? Let me know in the comments below, and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description for story one. And our next story is from Throw Pushover Query. Am I the arsehole for intentionally blindsiding my pregnant roommate to avoid a confrontation? I've been living with my roommate Holly for almost one and a half years. Holly wasn't a good roommate. I was doing most of the chores. I didn't like her much, but she seemed to think I was a really good friend of hers. Anytime I tried to talk to her, she'd either deflect or give excuses. She told me once that it was my fault because I'd do it better than her, and now she is not used to doing chores. Six months ago, she told me that she got pregnant. I was covering half of her rent too because she didn't have any money. I wanted to ask her to move out, but again, she would say something or give excuses or start crying and I would back off. A few months later, situation has got worse for her. Quit her job, couldn't find another. We were speaking one day and she told me how lucky she felt having a friend like me. She thanked me for being so nice about the rent and the food and she told me she is not feeling scared about being a single mum as I would be there to help her. I freaked out hard. Helping out a person when they're in a spot is one thing but it was clear that she was expecting me to help her even after the baby was born. I didn't want that. Another month passed by, I was making plans to leave. Me and my friend found an apartment to share. On September 3rd, when she wasn't home, I moved all my things to my new apartment, since most of the things outside her room was mine. The apartment was pretty bare when I left. I called my landlord and informed him that I wouldn't be renewing my lease, which was ending at the end of September. He promised to return my security deposit in full at the end of the month. After that, I left a message to Holly that I moved out and she has to talk to the landlord about her situation from next month. To be clear, I paid my share of the rent for this month to the landlord and told him to ask Holly about the rest and about making a new lease slash new security deposit. I refused to attend any more calls from her. Bottom line is, I left a eight to nine months pregnant woman who was dependent on me for many things like rent, food, etc. on her own during a pandemic while she was jobless. She had left me multiple voicemails telling me how I should have talked to her and at least given her a heads up instead of just moving out. She told me that she is struggling a lot and she is about to give birth soon and that I need to help her. She is saying that it's shitty of me to help her so much and then abandon her. She told me she wants to meet me and explain things. She thinks that talking to her would make me move back. I refuse to respond. All my friends have conflicted opinions. Something I should have just talked to her and resolved it. Something I should have at least given her a heads up. Something I should move back in. Many think it's not my fault at all. Again, she has one month to figure things out with the landlord before the lease ends. I didn't talk to her because it never worked in the past and I didn't want to be guilt tripped out of moving. Here for unbiased opinions, am I the asshole? Now, I was getting some serious manipulation vibes in the first half of the story, like she is taking advantage of you, paying her, like paying the rent and all that sort of stuff and the chores and everything like that. She's definitely taking advantage of you and manipulating you that way, but at the same time, I think you just jumping out without saying anything and not responding afterwards to a pregnant woman, I don't know, it's given me everyone sucks here in my opinion, but that's just my opinion. I think me personally being in that OP spot, I would have said, turned around and said, look, I'm moving out, you have a month to sort yourself out or two months to sort yourself out and by that time I am leaving, I'm not paying another penny towards you, so it's up to you what you do. You're an adult, we're both adults, we're moving our separate ways now. 
As I said, this is just my opinion. And I found one awesome comment, which I'm going to read out on this one. Pretend it's witty says, not the asshole because she is intentionally gaslighting you. There is clearly some victim blaming slash emotional manipulations going on here, even if it's small. Then quotes a section saying, it's your fault I'm not able to pay rent slash do chores. You do it better than me. You kept doing it, so it's your fault that I'm not able to now. And then says, you tried to talk to her. You tried to get her to do chores. Didn't work. You tried to talk about paying rent properly. Didn't work. Each time she pulled some emotional manipulation, crying, deflecting, and gaslighting. So you didn't have any reason to think talking would work. You could have given her notice to move out when she couldn't pay rent. Instead, you helped her. Even now, she has one month to figure things out with a landlord, which is the standard notice period. Warning her would have been a nice thing to do, but it sounds like she would again try to manipulate you into staying. It isn't your fault or responsibility, OP. You were more than nice. She's just a mooch and a horribly entitled one at that. Don't worry about this anymore. Then there's an edit to OP. Hey OP, I understand you don't like confrontations, but setting boundaries, standing up for yourself, saying no, identifying when people are taking advantage of you are incredibly important life skills. While it worked out this time for you, it always may not. I strongly suggest you work on how to assert yourself better. And there's some very, very good points all throughout that comment. But I would like to know what you think of this story now. Let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description. And our next story comes from Cake or No Cake. Am I the arsehole for not doing anything for my daughter's birthday? My daughter, let's call her Thea, turned 15 last Saturday and due to the pandemic, we couldn't really celebrate it. I asked her a few days before if there was something special she wanted to do and she said no. On the day of her birthday, I asked her if she wanted me to order cake and she refused that too. She's introverted and doesn't like making a big deal of things, so I let it be. She spent most of her day talking to her friends on call and I cooked a nice dinner for her and my son. My wife is usually the one who organizes birthdays and stuff, but she's been living with her mother for the past few days due to some health issues. On most birthdays, my wife is also met with the I want nothing by my daughter, but she does stuff anyways. She usually bakes a cake, buys some gifts, and cooks all of her favorite foods. The next day, on call, she asked me what I did for Thea's birthday. And when I told her my daughter didn't want a celebration, she blew up on me. According to her, my daughter is too shy to ask for things and doesn't like asking people to make a fuss about her birthday. She was very angry that I didn't even buy a cake for her, even after repeatedly told her Thea said she didn't want a cake. She was very angry that I didn't even buy a cake after I repeatedly told her Thea said she didn't want a cake. According to her, these are things that should be done without asking. I would like to mention that my wife coddles my children a lot. I thought that was the end of the conversation. Later in the evening, my brother-in-law showed up with a cake and gifts for Thea. My wife probably asked him to do so, but he's very close to the kids, so I didn't think much of it. But then he jokingly said to me, what kind of father doesn't buy a cake for his kid's birthday? I told him the same thing again. And he said that having your birthday during the pandemic was horrible enough and I should have just bought some cake. I agree it is, but she said she didn't want it. It's been annoying me a lot. I hate how both my wife and brother-in-law keep implying that I don't know what my own damn kids want. I just want to know, am I really the arsehole? I just did what my daughter asked. More information. One, I did not do nothing for my daughter. I made pizza for dinner, which she loves. I also sang her the birthday song and hung her really tight. There was someone who had a problem with that. My daughter isn't big on physical contact, but she likes to hug people on their birthdays. It's a tradition she started. I was not forcing her to do something she didn't want to do. Two, the whole buying the cake on the same day. I don't know how it is where you live, but as long as I can remember, cakes are bought on the day of the birthday. I did not know this was something people didn't do. 
unless of course it's a customised cake and we haven't done that for the kids since they were 10. 3. My wife is not a horrible person, a little bit overbearing sure. She did wish my daughter in the morning but she was busy taking care of her mother. Update, wow, I can't believe the number of things people picked apart from this post. Some of you are worse than English teachers trying to find hidden meanings in blue curtains. <laughs> However, I decided to apologise to her. I did speak to my daughter. I sat her down and apologised for not doing anything or buying a cake. And her only response was, Papa, chill, it's just a birthday. I did give her money and before you get on my case about how unthoughtful that is, she usually spends her money on books or clothes. I feel those are hard things to pick for anyone, not just my daughter. I'd rather she buy something she likes than be stuck with something she doesn't. I think the major problem for people is that I waited for the day of her birthday to buy her a cake, which means I don't care about my daughter. I don't know what to say about that. Getting a good cake isn't that hard. People keep saying that I should have pre-ordered so they don't run out of cakes. If the store don't have what I want, I'll just do another store. There's a million of them. Holy shit. Also, the person who got on my case for saying my daughter instead of our daughter needs to calm the fuck down. I'm going to end this here. Thanks to all the people who sent me an award. <laughs> In some ways, he's so right about Reddit, like saying my daughter instead of our daughter. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> and although I am going to say you are the arsehole in the story, it's going to be a very slight you're the arsehole. It's not going to be a Reddit style you're the arsehole. Like, oh my God, you can't say it. it's my daughter and all that kind of shit because I don't, I don't play to that kind of thing. Like, you know, you get some of the comments do. <laughs> And I can also understand your daughter probably is just too shy to, to ask people to make a fuss of her. You know, most people are. Most people don't. Not many people will say, yes, I want everyone to go crazy for my birthday. Buy me a cake. Buy me presents. Yes. It's just not like that. And I feel very much the same about it. But let's have a look at the comments below to see what we can find. Time and Entropy says, you're the asshole. The reasonable question is, what cake do you want? Not, do you want a cake? My dad did this stuff to me. I also refused, not because I didn't want a cake, but because he made me feel like a burden. It's your kid's birthday and your wife is correct. Some things don't need to be asked. It sounds like you didn't get her a gift either. Did you just leave that out or did you literally do nothing for your child's birthday? Texas World says, you're the asshole, seriously. Who doesn't get their 15 year old anything for a birthday? These things are things that should go without saying. You shouldn't even have to ask. And I've just realized that he done it. He asked her if she wants a cake on her birthday. Am I right in saying that? Well, <laughs> that makes you a bit more of an arsehole in my opinion. <laughs> Northload7360 says, Gentle, you're the arsehole. Your wife is probably right. Your daughter is too shy or polite to tell you what she wants you to do for her birthday. Don't even get me started on how society conditions women to make themselves small for men's comfort. Mum always made sure she was celebrated, so daughter likely thought she could decline your offers and it would happen anyway. It sounds like your wife struck a good balance between making the day special without causing fear to feel uncomfortable. Celebrating a child's birthday, even if they politely say you don't have to do anything, is not coddling them. I suggest you plan a special activity with your daughter to remind her that you value her and a special day. Now, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys think of this story? Let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description for story 3. And our next story is from a throwaway account. I'm either out of telling a co-worker he was being racist for saying getting my ears pierced at a young age was wrong, causing him to be fired. I'm a first generation American with an Indian background. In our culture, a baby gets his head shaved at a year old and usually for girls, their ears pierced around the same time. This was done for me and I'd like to think it's why I have amazing hair and I'm also very happy that my ears were pierced when I can't remember the pain. I love wearing earrings. So I'm not saying I would actually do this to my own child since I'm not religious, but I do respect that's a very important part of my family's culture. 
A co-worker of mine went on a tirade saying me getting my ears pierced as a baby was bad, which I highly disagreed with, especially since my piercings were always closed up and it's not permanent. I let it slide for a bit and eventually said we can agree to disagree. But he kept going on and I said I felt it was very inappropriate for him as a white man to be trashing my culture and that I felt like he was being quite racist. This definitely made him mad, but he dropped the topic. One of our other co-workers brought up this argument to HR. I was then interviewed and I confirmed what was said. My co-worker was let go. This happened a year ago, but I was told by my friend recently, she said I was wrong. Am I the asshole? Now, I think in this one, it would have been the way the guy, the co-worker approached the situation. If he went up to her and said like, oh, your culture is bad. They shouldn't be piercing ears at that. That would make him the asshole basically. Although he's t totally, he's allowed his opinion, but to keep pushing it, then, you know, it would make him the asshole, in my opinion. But in this post, you don't mention about him saying anything against your culture. You say that he just disagrees with like babies having their ears pierced, period. Which I would say wouldn't make him the asshole. You know, many people don't think it's right to have babies ears pierced because, you know, it's not a choice of their own at that age. And it's not something that really needs to be done. It's purely cosmetic. But again, I think there's many things in this post that could split opinions. Having the baby's ears pierced by itself, then adding the culture thing as well. Is it right to do it in a culture? It could go all different directions in this post. <laughs> so let's have a look at the comments below to see what we can find. Multiface says, everyone sucks here. There was no racism here that I can see. This guy doesn't like the idea of babies getting their ears pierced. That dislike has nothing to do with any specific race or culture, but applies to anyone who gets their baby's ears pierced. I mean, I'm not a fan of male babies getting circumcised, but does that make them anti-Semitic? Or can you acknowledge that disliking a thing doesn't mean you dislike everyone who comes from a culture that does that thing? Turning this into a race issue was kind of an asshole move on your part. That said, he's an asshole for not letting the topic drop and continuing to push the issue. That's not appropriate behavior in the workplace or any place really. Johnny Frostbite says, not the arsehole, you're okay with agreeing to disagree. And you personally didn't report it to HR, you just confirmed your friend's report. It sounds like this dude probably did other shit as well, because I doubt he was fired based on this one incident alone. Cubby Throw says, Info, did he say anything about your culture or just about the ears? If it was just about the ears, you're the arsehole. Many people firmly believe that you shouldn't pierce a child's ears until they're old enough to consent on their own. That belief has nothing to do with culture or race. ETA, you're the arsehole. This wasn't about race. Culture is not always the same as race. Cultural practices become out of date and need updating. Culture is behavior. Race is a social construct, including physical behavior as well as cultural attributes. Culture alone does not define a race. And OP replied to this saying, when I said it was an important cultural thing, he said, I didn't give a fuck about your culture. I think that is quite a rude thing to say. I always find like, OP's comments really interesting once the post is gone and it almost feels like they're trying to because that's quite an important thing to leave out of the story right say someone saying I don't give a fuck about your culture that's quite an important thing to leave out your story and quite conveniently gets dropped in at the end so I'm not sure I'm just dropping that in there too <laughs> let me know what you guys think in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description for story four once again, guys, thank you for being here today. I hope you did enjoy today's stories. And if you did, you know what to do. Hit that like, subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too. And I hopefully I will see you in the next one, right? <laughs> Take care, guys. Much love.